Kwaba. Welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast, by size where you receive news, updates, discussion, and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you, the listeners, to be at involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast. Um, firstly, I'd like to apologize for being away the previous fortnight. That wasn't actually my intention to be away for that episode, which would have been, I'm not too sure the number on the episode, but it wasn't my intention. Um, I actually expected to be able to record an episode, but that didn't quite happen. And then unfortunately, one thing led into another. Then I made a decision. Do you know what? Unfortunately, I have to miss this fortnight and actually just begin recording or continue recording from the following Sunday. Um, today, I've made a decision to actually go ad hoc and not actually have a script and decide to actually go over one or two pieces of information that I see and notes that I actually have on the internet. And I thought it was a very, very good subject to bring up. Um, with it being an international break now, I think is a great opportunity to kind of like consolidate, but at the same time actually move forward. And I saw um, some information which I thought was quite, um, I don't want to say it's insightful, but I think it was insightful by way of actually just understanding obviously where everyone's mindset is in regards to um, where we are now, but also going forward. So Chris Hutton's obviously taking charge of the Ghanaian squad, which I think is a fantastic coup to have someone of his knowledge and experience at the helm um, of the Ghanaian squad and actually in the GFA. Him obviously being of Ghanaian heritage, I think is a massive plus as well. So he's actually gone with a 25-man squad to actually play Angola. I'm unsure on the dates of these games, so I can see the date of the first game is on the 23rd of March, and then the return game is on the 27th of March. I'm unsure, oh, currently it says Ghana are top of Group E with four points from two games following a 3-0 win over Madagascar and a 1-1 draw with Central African Republic in June last year. So he has gone with, from what I understand, um, a 25-man squad, which none of them actually include any local players, which I do and I don't have a problem with this. And I don't have a problem with this because I believe you should select the best players available. Um, I do have a problem with it, or there's an asterisk over the, the topic and the subject because... I think, I'm unsure if this takes place in Nigeria, all right? And the reason why I say Nigeria, because they're a, um, a major force in Africa, just like um, whether it's, let me think of the other sides. Oh, my goodness, I've actually completely forgot other sides in the continent. Um, where is Cameroon, sorry, or is Senegal, or Morocco, or Egypt? Um, I'm sure there are differences in, in approaches and things of that nature. But again, obviously, is is the pool and a squad that you have your that you have at your your disposal, which would ultimately decide, obviously, what you do going forward. But there's been no inclusion of any local players, which has been a little bit of a topic of debate. Um, not only um, for this international squad, which has been announced, but I think it's been a topic of um, debate over the past a. I want to say it's been a top of debate like ever since I've like been invested in Ghanaian football. And I can't quite yeah, I can't quite find the article I'm looking for at this moment in time. And hopefully I do find it in just a moment. But I will point out in fact, no, it's here. Sorry, I'm actually looking at the article. So it says Nana Safo has proposed a 30% quota for home-based players if a if a policy is put in place. It doesn't quite make sense anyway. I guess. What they're saying is they believe there should be a 30% quota for home-based players to be included in the Ghanaian national squad. Now, when I read this, I'm not going to lie, I, I began... No, in fact, 
I'm not gonna sorry, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. I thought like there was a backwards approach in regards to there needs to be a 30% quota. And my reason being is because a squad should be selected based on the best players available. Unfortunately, if the league isn't producing players good enough to be selected in the squad, then that's then that's not the that's not that that is not the issue of the of the GFA or that's not the issue of the Ghanaian um um manager. That shouldn't be his 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 beef or his issue whatsoever. So I'm gonna read a quote. There is no quota until we decide there sh- until sorry, there is no quota until we decide that there should be a quota, maybe thirty percent should be local players. So yeah, so be it, he told Joy Sports. Good lord. Uh, and so it, it goes on to continue. Um, Adora Safo also defended, or Nana Safo also defended Chris Hutton's current Black Star squad, which did not include any local players. Now, Black Star Black Star's call-ups are based on your performance for a period. If we have so many players in Europe and their performances are good, juxtaposed against the local players here, they are they are a shade ahead of them. What do you want us to do? Now. So I'm not actually um, calling out this individual in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I know this this has been sparked by I think his comments, but I'm sure there are a number of other people who think just the same as to there should be a quota for players being selected for the GFA actual squad. Now I understand the 21s, and I think squads even below that, even the 23s. More often than not, these 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 squads are selected for for players who are only based in Ghana or playing in the Ghana Premier League and I did have a problem with that to, I did have a problem with that actually because I feel you're not going to develop players at a faster or better rate by doing that or you're not going to get the success you require if you do it that if you if you go that route but at the same time I think there's more than one way to skin a cat and I think if you go the route of only including Ghanaian based players in those 23 squads going down I think you're more likely to be able to um, I think you're going to create an opportunity where there's a conveyor being um a conveyor being um, developed for players to actually be potentially included in the full squad. And the reason being is because they're receiving and having the competition they need to in order to sharpen up to then get the opportunity to play um, on the full international stage. So I understand that, although I had an issue with it to begin with. I guess... I guess... I guess the question is, why does there need to be a quota? And I guess some of the questions and some of the conversations I've had previously is that I think by players having a full international cap, let's not pretend, I think their value increases. And when I mean their value, I mean their transfer value and the value as a player increases, which gives those who are looking after them an opportunity to receive money. And again, that's something I have I have a problem with, but at the same time, I also understand it. I don't think it should be a problem for the Ghanaian um, full squad. I don't think that should be a problem for Chris Hutton at all. His job is to get the best out of the players available to him. So if he wants to select players, which apologies are not based in Ghana, then so be it. What I would say is I think we need to get to a place where we are developing players, which gives Chris Hutton an issue and a problem. To which, okay, cool. Am I going to select a player from here who is based in the Ghanaian Premier League, or am I going to select a player? From here, who's based in the Premier League? That should be his problem. Oh, that these are good problems. These are problems that managers actually want to have, in that they have a selection headache. At the moment, at this moment in time, I'll say the headache that we have is that we're not producing players. 
And I think that is the problem that we need to solve. How are we going to get to a position where we are developing players at such a rate to which the manager of the national side now has a headache? I don't think for many, many a year the manager of the national national side has had a headache. And I think we need to find ourselves in a position where that happens. Um, I'm going to finish up on that note. As in, I think that's a great question. I think we need to find ourselves in a position where we're developing players that gives the national team manager a headache. But also part of my problem, in, sorry, but before I actually let you go, part of my problem in regard, in, as to why I didn't actually record an episode was because in regards to the national team, and I see actually in, in regards to some of the issues, in regards to some of the issues and as to why I didn't record, because this wasn't the topic that I wanted to discuss. Um, I had another topic I wanted to discuss, but I was thinking about, um, oh God, Christian Atsu. I was thinking about him quite, I was thinking about him anyway. And away from the, away from actually being sad that someone's passed away, I thought about him and I thought to myself, he is the, um, he is the, um, he's a, he's a great example of someone who, so he's a great example of someone who developed their talents in the Ghanaian system and then did well, went away, went away, made a great success of himself, represented the national team, played in the Champions League, etc., etc., made a lot of money for himself and a lot of money for his family, so I hope, and then something unfortunate has happened. Which is really sad because I think what I want to do is I want to write an article based on I think I, I, I see we we're late for an article as well so um so I've been kind of like scratching my head in regards to like what I want to do as to Krishnatsu because I think it's really important to shine a light on on the story that's taking place yes I think it's I think it's really important to celebrate his life but I think it's really important to kind of highlight his successes and what he did and the example he was to other people. So going forward, we are better. Anyway, I'll let you go. But thank you for joining me. That's it for this week's episode. We'll be posting as usual via social media, keeping up with the stories involved in the coming weeks. As always, you've got any questions or queries, email us at teamgarnieu at gmail.com or tweet or DM us at teamgarnieu on IG or Twitter. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.